Dave, welcome to my humble abode. Hey, um, you know, my mom always said when you go to somebody's house, you always got to bring a present. Yeah. Does is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah well, you brought me coffee. Yeah, right. That was well, nice. I also brought you something else. Okay. Check it out. Look at this here. Here you go. Um, what is this? Look at well, what does it look like? A hair? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. How long would you say that hair is? An inch? Yeah. Yeah. That came out of my ear. Oh, gross. Thank you so much for that. And it's gray. Oh. It's completely gray. Ugh. I put it on a piece of paper Ugh. at least so you didn't have to touch it. Ugh. Minutia Man is up next, but first take a listen to this other fine Opie show. On the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we tell you about an unbelievable collection of toy cars that recently sold. Plus, we shred a list of the world's best four-seat supercars. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey man, you're a crazy cat. I love you guys. Groovy cat. You're a groovy cat. Are you jazz? Are you a jazz singer today? Rick, I'm jazzed up. You know why I'm jazzed up? Why are you jazzed up? So we just got off the phone with Kurt Elling. Yes. Kurt Elling, I don't know if, uh, well, many people know who Kurt Elling is. Probably the best jazz vocalist on earth yeah he's he is great and he uh, in honor of his show that is coming up um shortly july 13th at ravinia for, yeah. for all of you in chicagoland we are going to play an excerpt of an interview that we had with him yeah but we're not not till later in the show no of course not well, you're but I, teasing the tease yes i'm teasing the tease okay it's called the double tease okay that's what we call them the best <laughs> wow yeah that's uh, quite a maneuver but uh, we just got out so i'm like really jazz can i give you uh, uh can i just throw a monkey wrench in the entire show yeah you know how you usually go first yeah i want to go first this time can i Please. This is where it starts. This yeah. is where, like, Germany took Austria right. first, right? Right. You right. Know? Can I just dip my toe into Poland <laughs> yeah. for a yeah, second? Right. Exactly. Uh, actually, Germany is is an appropriate thing. Yeah. You'll find out here okay. in a second. I've okay. got somebody on the line. Oh, okay. We have on the phone right now the world record holder for collectible Smurfs. We we couldn't be more thrilled to have her on our show. Please welcome Gerda Scheuers. Gerda, can you please tell everyone how many Smurfs you have in your house? Uh, well, the official count is about 11,500. Um, by now, though, since then, I probably got about 13,000 pieces. 13,000? And when you say 13,000, are they all stuffed Smurfs? Are there some plastic Smurfs in there? Is some oh, Dave. Uh, platinum alloy it, Smurfs? Or what, what, are, what are we talking? Uh, the whole gambit of um, anywhere from stickers to collectible metal figures, just like every material imaginable, I pretty much have something of. So, what what is this? What is the it worth? How much? How much? Uh, how much could you get for I it ne- if you decided? How many to Smurf sell dollars it? Yeah. can you get? I never, I never actually completely added it up but just going by some of the bigger items um i'm guessing about a hundred thousand wow wow that's more fast that's fantastic (laughs) you know i i grew up in germany in the 70s and and they were huge there before they came to america but they were called the schlumps 
And, yep, Schwimpfer, yep. Yep, and my brother collected them, and we thought we had a big collection. I think we had like 70 of them. Um, <laughs> Gerda <yeah>. scoffs at <laughs> a 70. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's about what I started out with, too. So Okay, you know, yeah, 13,000 ago. I wasn't, yeah, yeah, and I was um, in Germany, you know, before they became big here, and they were toys that my little brother and I had. So, you know, we had, you know, several things of that before we even moved to the States. And, you know, from there, it just kind of took off. So you grew up in Germany, too? Yep. I'm a military brat. Yeah. So same with me. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so are those old vintage Smurfs uh, more, worth more than the, than the newer ones? You would think, but um, they were mass-produced, so a lot of them there's just way too many of for them to have any kind of value. Um, the more expensive pieces are the limited editions, some of which that are coming out, you know, every year they got different companies that come out with limited pieces of statues or the little pixie metal village, you know, stuff like that that's coming out to this day. Okay. All right, your house is on fire. You gotta, you gotta choose one Smurf to save. You can only s- save one. Which one is it? Which one do you pick? It would probably be my little beat up kicker that started it all off. Oh. You know, he doesn't have any, he doesn't have any value money wise. Nobody would pay a dime for him. But you know, it would be the one thing that I would grab out of my collection just because it holds that sentimental value to me. Okay, second one. What would the second one be then? <laughs> Oh boy, I, I I guess whichever one is closest to him. <laughs> okay, you know I, I can hear the Wisconsin in your voice. You you live uh, in yeah. Wisconsin, don't you? Yep, yep. So go I bears. Smack dab in the middle of it. Go bears. No, not, not go bears. Go Packers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that turned her around quick. <laughs> you could take your yeah. Smurf collection. Do you have any Packer Smurfs? Do you have any Smurfs that have a Packer connection? I actually do. I actually do. I got um. I got a Smurf that was custom painted for us. One of them is the number 32 with Scheuer's on it, on a jersey. Oh. And the other one is a number four for um, Favre at the time that it got painted. Do you have a little Vicodin to go with the Smurfs? To, with now, now, Dave, don't <laughs> make yeah, any. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't say any mean things about Brett Favre. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not very nice. Because, uh, Gerda, we do we appreciate you being on the show and allowing us to Smurf around with you. <laughs> um, but if people want to see your Smurf collection, is it out there anywhere? Is it on the Internet? Can, can people uh, take um, a look at it? I used to have a website, uh, but... I know there's some videos and stuff out there, and I do have pictures posted on my Facebook friends. Always happy to add, you know, collectors and whatnot to my Facebook page. So, you know, there's different pictures out there of things that I got. Yeah, but if you're Gargamel, don't friend you, right? Isn't Gargamel the... Gargamel needs to stay away. Yes, Gargamel. That's the bad Smurf. That's no. That's the <laughs> yeah. guy who hates the Smurfs. Oh, have you okay. never yeah. seen the Smurf? I've never seen the show. I, but I, I know. I mean, I have the collector. I've got a little guitar Smurf. Okay, downstairs. I've got a, a little soccer ball Smurf. I've got a skier Smurf. Yeah. I, I think we have Happy yeah. Meal Smurfs somewhere around here in my house. Did they have a McDonald's yeah. Smurf thing? Yeah, they um. A while back, they actually had overseas the whole PVC line where it had different figures with a Happy Meal box and stuff like that. 
And then in more recent years, they had for the movies different collections right. that came out for the McDonald's. Well, thank you very much for being on the show, Gerda. And if people want to find you, your last name is spelled? S-C-H-E-U-E-R-S. Okay. And, and uh, greetings to Wisconsin. We love Wisconsin. It's our second favorite state. Thank you. <laughs> See you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. I, do you think I crossed the line with the Smurf Vicodin joke? I think you might have. I think you might have. I can't believe you exposed me as a non-Smurf viewer. Everybody but, knows Gargamel is the. Is I, the I've never is seen the, the show. Is the villain. I've never seen the show. Uh, okay. Well, we got so much to do. I think we better. Yeah. What else you got? All right. This is from our international. I think we've got a, virtually every story has some sort of international flair. Okay. Today, I think so. This is from our international desk. Horrified mum. And the headline says M-U-M, so this is so the article came out of Britain. Right. Okay? Uh, finds dancing cactus toy swearing and rapping about cocaine in Polish. <laughs> so we've got a British story. Uh, this, a woman's from Taiwan, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. and we're talking about a dancing cactus toy speaking Poland. Okay. Polish. All right. I actually have a little... I sent you a clip. You want to play a few... Okay, seconds yeah, of play a few seconds yeah. of it. Here we go. Tylko jedno w głowie mam, koksu pięć gram, odleciec sam, w krainę zapomnienia, w głowie myśli mam, kiedy... Okay, yeah. Okay, so uh, Rick, um, a woman who lives in the city of Taishung in Taiwan, okay. uh, went to the supermarket with her baby, went to the toddler-friendly section, mm-hmm. okay, and saw a package, was like, oh, this is a cute little cactus. Okay, he's got little beady eyes. Here's yeah. a picture of it that I yeah, can see. I see that and the package actually says, um, this will stimulate children's creativity and will dance for a few hours, bringing the child a happy time in a lifetime. Now, it is very catchy little thing. <laughs> well, obviously, these people don't have a master's degree in advertising because yeah. they need a little help with the copywriting on the package. Okay. So, Mrs. Ellie, which is the woman, picked this up from her supermarket, uh-huh. has her kid play with it and then somebody found out who knew pole polish that they were singing about cocaine and <laughs> whoops <laughs> and the opening line which we just heard uh the only thing in my head is it, the only thing in my head is five grams of cocaine fly away alone wow that was the first one wow um, it's got such a little upbeat tune well i guess if you're on cocaine that's pretty upbeat <laughs> uh that voice that we heard yeah. uh, was rapper cypus Okay. okay. Um, who is actually suing the cactus, plastic cactus company because he had no idea that they were doing oh, it. Oh, you're kidding. He had absolutely no idea they were doing it. So they just picked this song at random? <laughs> Evidently. The, the Yeah. And say, hey, this is a... Well, you even said yourself it's a catchy tune. Well, uh-huh. this is, you know, I think the Chinese might want to put a little bit more effort into... Um, Vetting? Yes. Because I have a... I've shown you my snow dome that yeah, I have, yeah. which has uh, Mary and Joseph and the baby yeah, Jesus. Yeah. And you play the song. On, it's like, you know, a little music box. You play the song and it's Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> and I bought it because of that. I'm like, this is gold. But I think because Chicago and Christmas kind of look the same. That somebody just. They just. Right. Well, somebody in China is like, close enough. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, you know how how many how many snow globes? No one listens to right, the snow exactly. globe. Right? Nobody turns that on. Right. So, well, basically, obviously, this is 
a problem in the fucking liberals and their cancel culture. Right. So they're pulling pulling cactus question. guy off of the off of the market. But I have a quiz. All right, this is not the first time a toy was misdesigned for children. Okay. Okay. Would this be an official Minutia Men Minutia Quiz? Yes, it's, it's quiz? a worst children's toys in history quiz. So okay, watch there we go. Time now for a Minutia Men Minutia Men Minutia Quiz. All right, I am going to read five uh, synopsises of five. Synopsy. Synopsy. Yeah. Well, it's, is it? I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> Could uh, be wrong. There's going to be five. I'm going to give you five. And right. one of these is not is a fake toy. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Chopped up lady. This product manufactured by the Yoshibi Toy Company uh, is a bag filled with an anatomically correct lady who has been chopped into pieces. Mm. She is complete with blood oozing out of her wounds and blood splatters on her face. Perfect for the parent who wants to distract their future serial killer from <laughs> killing animals. Okay. All right. Chopped up lady. Number two, stripper pole. A British company produced a stripper pole uh, toy for young girls to practice their pole dancing. <laughs> the marketing campaign for this product is quite unbelievable. Unleash the sex kitten inside. Simply extend the peekaboo pole inside the tube, slip on the sexy tunes, and away you go. Wow. All right. Uh, I might, this is Spanish, so I might get the pronunciation wrong. Babe Glutour. Okay. Okay. Uh, the doll, this doll was created by Spanish company Berjun. Uh, comes with a special top for pre-pubescent girls to wear that has little flowers in place of their nipples. Oh, for God's sake. When the doll is placed on the flower, it begins to suckle. Oh my God. The tagline reads, because you shouldn't have to wait until you have breasts. Before you start breastfeeding. God, I really hope you didn't make that one up. <laughs> okay. I really hope that's not your fake one. God Almighty doll. Sold sold by the Jesus Christ Superstore. Oh. Hey, I, hey, how you doing? I'm Morty Glickstein, and welcome to the Jesus Superstore. We got Jesus on a truck. We got Jesus in a car. All right. You need some testaments? Uh, right. I think we discussed this before. Little yeah. mints with Bible passages? Yeah. Call them testaments. Yes, you've got a whole list of these. Uh, this doll features a godlike figure with a long beard wearing a flowing, flowing white coat, right? Okay. And it also comes with a little plastic Kal- Kalashikov AK-47 machine gun. Okay. <laughs> All right? All right. And the fifth one, a Russian roulette. You know, they do say it's God-given Second Amendment rights, well, so there you go. Uh, this is The next one is Russian roulette, but it's spelled R-U-S-H-I-N. Okay. So, yeah. all uh, right. Manufactured by Taiwanese toy manufacturer Kumpai, this fun game comes with a realistic scale 1 6 plastic M1911 pistol that shoots red dye capsules. Each player takes turns spinning the gun on a rotating spindle. And as you can guess, the, gu- the, the player that the gun is pointing to when it stops has to shoot themselves. Sh- shoots themselves and hoping that there won't be a <laughs> oh red God. plastic or red dye that. Covers so the it's all the fun of Russian roulette without the danger. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. It's Deer Hunter light. Okay. So it's Chopped Up Lady, uh-huh. Stripper Pole, uh, Breastfeeding Baby, God Almighty Doll with um, Machine Gun, and Russian Roulette. So four of those are real? Four of these are real. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Jesus one. Nope. That's got Dave on it. Nope. No, Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jesus is, is correct. Real. Yeah, right. and it is actually sold by a some place called the Jesus Christ Superstore. Wow. Not, um, open, not open on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, stripper pole? Nope. That's, that's real? true. That's true. 
Uh, oh boy! It's- so you've got chopped up lady, um, breastfeeding baby, and Russian roulette. Uh, all right, let's go with the uh, with the chopped up lady. Chopped up lady is true. It's from. Japan. Oh my God! So you please. Please, I hope you didn't make up the suckle one. Please, I did, I did not. That is true. It was Ooh. it was made for. It really is. So Russian roulette's a fake one. Russian roulette is. Wow. Right. Okay. Well, that uh, that really took us into a dark place, and I, I hope that the Smurf lady, who when she listens to this, doesn't get upset that she's connected to that. All right, it's time for another feature on our show. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So, Dave, this is uh, the week of the All-Star Game uh, in baseball. Um, it's also, uh, I don't know if, you, if I've ever mentioned this before, but I wrote a book called Every Cub Ever. No, and, tell me about it. No, well, it's a book about every cub yeah, ever. Yeah. And uh, wait, everyone at all, all Cubs that have ever played for the Cubs, they're all in this. So if I played a half an (laughs) inning in 1894, you're in the book, you're in the book. Uh, So this week I was looking at some of the stories. There's a couple of really great stories that happened in this week in history. And I'm going to give you the choice. You can pick one of these two. All right. One is uh, Billy Jurgis, a former Cubs shortstop getting shot by a fan. With yeah. a gun, yeah. or the other one is Billy Herman, a Hall of Famer, getting traded because his general manager was drunk. Oh, uh, that well, happened in 1941. Let's do the and and um, seeing how the Cubs not yeah. doing so great. Yeah, Jed Hoyer might be drinking a little bit yeah. right now, <laughs> so be, yes. this could be apropos. Yeah, do the drunk GM one. Okay, so Billy Herman, for those of you who don't know, is a Hall of Famer. His real name was William Jennings Bryan Herman. Um, named after the great orator. And he had a, a great career. He was a 10-time All-Star, 15 uh, big league seasons. Considered the best hit and run man to ever play the game. His lifetime average was 304. He's uh, in baseball's Hall of Fame since 1975. But, of course, the Cubs had him and traded him. They did not keep him for the entire career. And this is the great story of how he got traded in 1941. Leo DeRocher was the Dodgers manager at the time, and he told this story in in his book, Nice Guys Finish Last. Uh, At 4 o'clock in the morning, Billy Herman was traded to the Dodgers. According to DeRocher, who got this information from his general manager, was Larry McPhail, the trade was made during a night of drinking. McPhail was invited to the suite of Cubs general manager Jim Gallagher when the Cubs in New York. Now, McPhail was a well-known drunk. Mm-hmm. And so... Hey, what do, you, what do you have to be to be a well-known drunk? <laughs> I don't know. I've been trying for years. <laughs> I'm just not that well-known. Hey, you live by Rick. Oh, he's a, he's the he's, well-known he's drunk. He's a well-known drunk. Like Otis from yeah. Mayberry yes, was exactly. a well-known drunk. Well, so was uh, Larry McPhail, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but he figured out pretty quickly that the Cubs general manager and, and their manager uh, was uh, Gallagher and Jimmy Wilson was the manager. They were trying to get him drunk to talk trade. Oh, okay. They're trying to get him drunk because he was famous for drinking brandy. So kind of like when we do book signings in bars. Is that <laughs> yes. kind of what the same? Kind, kind of like that, yes. <laughs> right. But McPhail figured it out. So, and instead of drinking the brandy, he would pour it out. Like uh, he'd pour it out in uh, the plants yeah, or he'd sure. go to the bathroom and he'd pour it out in the sink. And and the guys that were there with him were matching him drink for drink because they were trying to get him sure, drunk. Sure. Right? Uh, which is a flaw in their plan. Right. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> but if by 4 a.m., 
Uh, McPhail acquired the best second baseman in baseball in exchange for a backup outfielder and a utility infielder. They did it on writing in the back of an envelope. And yes, McPhail is the had a grandson who later became the general manager of the Cubs, Andy McPhail, who did not nearly as who did not do nearly as well as his grandfather right Uh, i always thought having a uh, general manager that has fail in the name yeah right well the white sox the white sox have a closer or a reliever named bummer that's true (laughs) that's true and there's another guy named bob walk who's a pitcher (laughs) i'm like that's a bad name for a pitcher sammy shellhouse (laughs) (laughs) ah anyway so that's the story for this week that's how billy herman the cubs hall of famer got traded uh during a drunken fest and of course, you can read that in every yeah, cup ever. Every cup ever. Yeah, it's available at Eckhart's Press. Which you you make money on every book we sell. Why don't? Why aren't you more enthusiastic about it? You know, I would gladly fall on the sword of happiness if it makes you happy. Okay. So wait, did yeah. I say that right? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, but whatever. Do, uh, do you have any reviews you'd like to share with us this week, Dave? Well, I do. Um, this comes from. Well, this is actually all the way back from nineteen May nine uh, May of two thousand nineteen. Uh, by OB530. Uh, okay. Great hosts, great content, great guests. Wow, so even in 2019, we were great. Uh, very funny and topical, and dare I say, wonderfully cynical. <laughs> yeah, I think that sums us up nicely. What, what, do, what do you mean, yeah. cynical? Yeah, I, I remember uh, I called you cynical. Yeah. Uh, like 30 years ago right. and you were offended for like 10 years you know i'm like I, well with my chicago public education i may not have been known, known what the word meant okay I don't well know, so. i i think that's a an accurate uh description of you all right we still have a lot more show uh give me a one sentence uh, explanation of what your next story is going to be uh you're gonna you're gonna eek like lucy from the peanuts you know how when she got scared yeah she would eek uh-huh you're gonna eek Okay. And I'm going to give you five surefire ways to win an argument with your wife. Oh, okay. And, and of course, we'll, we've also got a celebrity potpourri story this week. Okay. I don't want to say who it's going to be, but it might be a beetle. Okay. All right. Well, then, uh, li- uh, live beetle or dead beetle? <laughs> it, it might be a live beetle. <laughs> okay. Which one could it be? <laughs> could I, I use the 50-50 split, please? Uh, All that is coming up. Right after this. On and friends, we like to occasionally torture ourselves by trying something that we may or just may not like. Sometimes people like to bring things that they know we're not going to like. And sometimes they bring things that we might not like, but we actually do. All that and more on and friends. An OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. What do you get when you hear a, a celebrity minutiaman interview, Dave? You will get Mark Cuban and Anthony Scaramucci. Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch and the bully from the Christmas story. Yes. The voice of Siri and she shed Cheryl. My God, it list goes on. So you'll get Minutia, Celebrity Minutia Men Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Rick, as I uh, mentioned before the break, I'm aware that you can be a little squeamish yes. at times. Yes. Uh, so I apologize in advance if the story makes you a little uncomfortable. Okay. Are you ready? As long as it it, it does has nothing to do with the eyes. That's my, my, my most squeamish. UK surgeon finds 27 missing contact lenses in a woman's eye. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I don't want to hear this story. A bluish. No, no. Just stop. A bluish mass 
of 17 contact lenses has been discovered in the eye of a patient during cataract surgery. Okay. As Col- as Cola as Colac from Twilo would say, she had 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 vision. And for you kids out there that are over the age of 55, you probably realize that was a Dick Van Dyke reference. Yes. Okay. The 67-year-old patient was unaware that the contact lenses were missing and later told surgeons that she thought oh my God. that she thought her discomfort was just due to dry eye and old age. Uh, she's only 67, so she's not really that old. All right. But here's a here's even a kicker. In addition, specialist training trainee ophthalmologist RuPaul Morjaria noticed that another 10 individual contact lenses were discovered in the other woman's other eye following further examination. So the first guy missed 10 contact lenses. Mm. (laughs) Right. And the trainee had to go, "Uh, doctor, there's 10 more. Right. Oh my God! You know that's the one reason I could never I could never I get right. contact lenses right. because I have like nightmares of yeah, the, they, what what do you mean they get lost in there yeah, like oh my God where are they well, well and just putting the contacts in your eye is just yeah. whatever but actually this reminds me of a story okay uh, and it's not eye related uh, but it's in the same vein okay. my my daughter Erin must have been six years old I don't know. Uh, and I get a, so she goes to school and I get a call from the school saying that Aaron is having trouble walking. And you know, in situations like this, I'm, <laughs> you're great, I, I you're work great under pressure. Nobody panic. <laughs> I've got this under control. So I, so I run to the school and I pick her up, honey, what's wrong? Whatever. You know, I talk to the nurse. We don't know. She's having trouble limping and whatever. Maybe she, you know, sprained something. I'm like, okay. So I take her home and I take off her boots. She was wearing, I don't know like Dora and that creepy monkey boots yeah. boots mm-hmm. or whatever. And I take it out and I look at her in the, I look at her, her, her foot and I don't see anything wrong. And then I notice there's a hot wheel car, hot wheels car in her boot. So she was walking around all day with a little tiny Corvette or whatever yeah. in her boot. The apple does not <laughs> fall from far right, from right. the tree. So think of this. First of all, the nurse didn't, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it didn't say, oh, by the way, honey, do you have any? Or, or maybe she did and didn't see the little Corvette yeah. or whatever. And my kid walked around for four hours with a Hot Wheel in her boot. I've got a, I've got questions. Uh, where did she get the Hot Wheel? Whose Hot Wheel was it? Is is she a Hot Wheel thief? Was she hiding it? Gone in 60 seconds. Okay. Gone in Hot Wheel 60 seconds. So, so there you go. That well, thanks my... for giving me nightmares. I, I appreciate that. Um have you ever heard of a publication called the Babylon Bee? Yeah, it's the conservative, sadly, not the onion. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, right? that's, that's basically what yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I had lunch with uh, actually a few cocktails with an old Republican friend of All mine right. uh, this past week, and he was telling me about this thing. Yeah. And, you know, we were discussing what's funny and what's not funny. And, and I said, it doesn't matter if it's right or left. All that matters funny is, is funny. Is it funny? Right. So he sent me this article called How to Fight with Your Wife. Okay. Okay. And I want you to decide if this is funny or not. I think it's I think it's pretty funny, but uh-huh. it's up to you to decide, all right? To help you navigate the difficult talks between husband and wife, follow these expert arguing tips from marriage experts at the B. Okay. okay. So it's a right you're getting into an argument with your wife okay. how do you win the argument okay all right i've uh, got five possibilities okay. all right number one as soon as you start arguing 
take off your shirt to distract her with your Greek god body. <laughs> she will immediately be overcome with desire and completely forget that she's mad at you. Yeah. Right. Would, works every time. <laughs> That's number one. Number two. Use cold, hard reason, meticulously explained and re-explained. Using logic and reason in an argument with your wife will help her immediately understand how ridiculous she's being. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Try that one. Right. Here's another one. Helpfully suggest she calm down. <laughs> they love that. Sometimes <laughs> wives forget to calm down. One helpful reminder and all tempers will dissipate. <laughs> You're a genius. Calm down. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Uh, here's another one. Remind her that the thing she just said sounds like something her mother would say. <laughs> <laughs> also remind her that your mother never talks to you like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's another tip uh, tip for you. And then the final, final one is bring in all the kids and ask them to vote on who is right, <laughs> mom or dad. <laughs> this will help you figure out which kids are on your side, which ones need to keep an eye on. Those are the five tips, and that's what you have to. That's why you have to have an odd number of children. So, what happens, like you and I, when our wives are considerably smarter than us? Yes, they are, and and they know, and and they're being avid listeners of this podcast. Oh, they love every second of it. <laughs> so, how did you? Why did you say this? You totally, they're cracking the code. I just, I would like to get a uh, film crew in here for me to. Uh, to film my wife's reaction to me telling her to calm oh, down <laughs> because that works so well. Great with teenage daughters, too. <laughs> I bet, I bet Just, that's true. All right, it's time for another segment of our show. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So uh, this is the part of the show where I used to reach in and pull out a name and have to tell the story, but we've it's kind of morphed into a new segment, and that is people are sending me huh? emails, direct messages, etc., asking me to tell some stories and i got an email from tom doesn't give his last name but uh, tom is his name rick i saw your facebook post this week about you getting ringo's autograph i posted that on facebook mm -hmm. if you want to see it um you told that story before but i don't think you ever told the story of with a little help from depends this guy's obviously uh, a land oh, okay fan sure all right because in 2000 ringo star turned 60 and uh, if you can go back in time to remember what it, when the, how you felt the first time you heard a beetle was Target sixty, right, right. Now they're it just 80, sounded right. right. Now they're eighty. It's no big yeah. deal. But it inspired us to write a song called "With a Little Help from Depends." I got gotcha, you. Sure. And uh, I can do you the lyrics. I can't sing it um, because the Beatles will sue us. But I can tell you the lyrics. All right. What would you think if I told you how old Ringo is turning this year? He's 60 years old, and before you get worried, I'll try to allay all your fears. Ringo stays dry with a little help from Depends. Yes, he's he keeps dry with a little help from Depends. His beetle bum is still dry with Depends. For many years now, old Ringo's been gray. Grecian formulas well stocked at home. The hair that he has is in a ponytail. And it swirled to cover up his chrome dome. But he stays dry with a little help from Depends, etc., etc. Uh, he don't need any money. He's got money to burn. He just wants his old body. His digestive system is a concern. And then this is the last part. How many times does he wake every night? I'm afraid that it happens all the time. 
I heard that he stays in his bed through the night. His depends are the no leaking kind. You know, yes. uh, so you wrote this how many years ago? Uh, 21 20. years ago. Okay, so you were 37-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you thought sixty. <laughs> I know. You're like, oh, no. this is gonna be funny. <laughs> oh, I'm fifty eight. <laughs> You're sniffing sixty, baby. Oh uh, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. You being um, no stranger to the parody song. Yes. Right. Uh, and um, Chicago has a rich history with radio DJs doing parody songs. Yes, that is true. And Kurt Elling. Oh, I like your transition uh, yeah, there. Kurt Elling, who is going to be our um, guest on the uh, uh, Minutia Men Celebrity interview. Right. We've got an excerpt from that interview. Uh, if you don't know who Kurt Elling is, he is, again, perhaps one of the best jazz vocalists in the world. And we're not just saying that as a as a subjective thing. No. He's been recognized in in like you know five or six countries around the world, and oh, he's, he's got like fourteen Grammy nominations. Yeah, I mean, he's got, this is right. not just some right. schmo. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, but he's got definitely some Chicago roots growing up in the area, and well, all right, let's uh, let's play this. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. One of the hardest things in the world is to approach these gigantic persona who you occasionally brush with. I was having breakfast in Carmel, California, and like out of the blue, in walks Tom Waits. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. And he's got that look in his eye like he can't figure out whether he's going to tell a joke about something or whether he's going to slit somebody's throat or whether... (laughs) And, you know, naturally this is probably my one shot and i go to him and i say uh excuse me mr waits and he and he looks at me all squinty eyed and he's like "Uh uh-huh and i say sir i just want to say i i just really respect your whole oof your your whole situation in the world is so profound and i just adore it and i just i'm not gonna bug you but just wanted to send you the respect i can and he goes uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just walks out of the room. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, if you'd like to hear the entire interview, listen to Minutia Men's right. Celebrity Interview. And um, Kurt's going to be at Ravinia. He's going to be headlining a show on July 13th. Yeah, which is uh, this coming Tuesday, if right. you're listening to us. Uh, on the day yes. our show comes out. Uh, and then if you're listening throughout the country... He's got stops in New York and uh, Michigan and L.A. and all and touring's wrapping up. So yeah, many points are ramping up, I should say. So, so uh, be sure to check it out. Uh, so you know we we we've done another show here, uh, and we don't pay enough attention to our executive producer Tony mm-hmm. Lasana. We we should give him thanks for all the hard work that he does. Uh, Dave changes the day and time that we record this willy nilly yeah, right. and never tells Tony never about tells it. The, yeah, yeah. And that uh, causes all sorts of problems. Right. And so we apologize on Dave's behalf because it's Dave's fault. Oh, you mean you need to know when we're going to send you the tapes? <laughs> or the. Oh, uh, oh, now I'm the bad guy. So special thanks to executive right. producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O P P I H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio. 
radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week whenever Dave feels like it. Yeah, maybe Tuesday, maybe yeah. Thursday. With another episode of Manushman. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. What century is it, Steve? Well, according to you, it's still 50 years ago. But that's not a bad thing, because some wonderful things happened in that 20th century, as you recall. And some riveting things, some fascinating things, some incredible things happened on Back to You. Unfortunately, it's not on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. But some great things do happen and it's worth listening to. Oh, you really sold it. Check it out. Back to you. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of Coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were say a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the the opinions of someone who is from England who knows a lot of soccer what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to Free Kicks with Adam and Rick and that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network Free Kicks a Tony Lasano podcast Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network Great Talk Radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place RadioMisfits.com.